faithwire.com. Russia is feared to be planning a chemical weapons attack in their latest false flag operation. We'll have the details on that and much more from CBN's George Thomas, who's on the ground there in Ukraine. Today's Thursday, March 10th, 2022. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe, leave a comment, a rating, all that fun stuff. We'd love to have you with us as we go through the news of the day with a Christian perspective, sorely needed in today's world. And joining me today, as always, CBN's uh, Tregons Phillips, who's uh, with us. And, you know, Billy Hallowell is normally here with us as well, but I guess I guess he's gone on a skiing vacation. I don't know what he's doing, but he's, he's not with us today, but he'll be back uh, next week. But uh, what's going on? Happy uh, Friday, Junior, to you, Mr. Trey. Yes, happy Friday, Junior. I had forgotten that today was Thursday because the weeks go by so quickly because of us. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a perk of listening to the pod. It really is. It's just what we do. We are we are we are gifted in that regard, getting you through the week quicker than everyone else. I don't know how we do it, yeah. but we do it. It's but we just, do it. It's just one of those things. So we're glad you're yeah. here. What do we got coming up, Trey? So the Florida State Senate has passed the falsely named Don't Say Gay bill, because um, mm. that that is not in the bill at all. Right. But they have passed the bill. Governor DeSantis is expected to sign it. Uh, and now feeling heat from the left, Disney has kowtowed, uh, and they have spoken out against the bill after trying to, to, to stay out of the politics of it. Uh, so we'll talk about that story. All right. Um, and I've, I've yet to see anyone say, by the way, they yes. have it all don't say gays in quotes air quotes there and i've not seen it, it no I, i've not seen it attributed <laughs> to anyone just critics just critics yeah. in general and so they just quote it but they don't know who they're quoting right. they're just randomly quoting it so uh but we're also going to take a look at um there's a viral video going around of pete buddha judge's uh husband who apparently was at some sort of camp for youth and recites a gay pledge of allegiance and it's it's part and parcel of that conversation with this don't say gay bill and I want to look at how the there's this sexual over hyper sexualization of our kids happening right now and so I uh, want we're going to have a conversation on that uh, as well coming up but we are going to start first here uh, in Ukraine as there is a lot going on and um, especially on this idea of a possible chemical weapons attack that could be coming from Russia's White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that the U.S. should be on the lookout for a possible chemical weapons attack, which would be part of the latest false flag operation from Russia, who uh, the general pattern is, to, you know, hey, we're going to say that uh, they are involved in chemical weapons. Then Russia would do this attack and then they would blame Ukraine. So that's the general idea there. But CBN's George Thomas is in Ukraine and he has the latest on that. And some much-needed humanitarian help. So here's George's report. Are these reports that Russia could potentially uh, launch a chemical or biological uh, attack here on Ukrainian soil? It doesn't surprise me. Why? Because we have seen this MO, this uh, this plan of action by the Russians uh, in the past. They escalate to de-escalate. That's the whole idea, to try and force people to the negotiating table. And the potential of them using a, a chemical or biological weapons is absolutely not out of the realm of possibility. In fact, they used it uh, extensively 
extensively during their war in, in Syria. Meanwhile, I am heading east tomorrow, uh, close to Kiev in that direction. Look at the map of uh, Lviv and just head east. We're going to the uh, town of uh, Zatomor, uh, which is uh, right now in the hot spot because the Russians have been attacking this particular area. In fact, they launched two bombs last night at a hospital there. We're going to Zotomer uh, because we want to deliver uh, these supplies. This is humanitarian supplies, critical relief supplies to uh, an Orphan's Promise Center that has been working there for many, many years. In fact, it's welcoming uh, hundreds of refugees uh, every single day, those that are escaping from Kiev and trying to make their way uh, to Lviv. This is a hub. This is a main point. And today, hundreds of families are going through this uh, Orphan uh, Promise Partner uh, uh, ministry there and they're really helping folks so we're going to be sending these supplies I'll be traveling with this convoy uh, to Zatomer uh, this weekend and we'll hopefully bring you that story Monday morning I'm George Thomas reporting from Lviv Ukraine all right so another great report there from George and uh, good to see also those supplies getting into uh, much needed uh, hands because they you know people are suffering there and it's just horrible to watch so uh, keep an eye on George and all his social media channels as he's uh, keeping you up to date on the ground with that. And so uh, also on that weapons claim, by the way, that the, the claim is that there are these labs that the that the U.S. and Ukraine are working on to build these uh, biological weapons. Now, there's obvious irony there coming from Russia, who's allied with China, who unleashed a massive virus on the globe that just has kept us kind of bogged down here for the last couple of years. Just a few million people dead other than that. Um, small details, just small details. But uh, Jennifer Griffin had a great exp explanation um, on this and these labs and this Russian misinformation. Here was her uh, explanation on Fox News last night. And Sean, in terms of Ukraine's bio labs, which have come under scrutiny tonight, those are Soviet era bio labs that the U.S. has been engaged since 2005 in trying to help Ukraine convert the research facilities safely. In Uzbekistan, for instance, the United States eliminated nearly 12 tons of weaponized anthrax from an island in the Aral Sea in 2001. Here's a statement from the Pentagon. Quote, on a daily basis, Russia propagates either either directly through state-run media outlets or through the use of surrogates, disinformation aimed at BTRPs, the U.S. Biothreat Reduction Program's laboratory, and capacity-building efforts in former Soviet Union countries. The Lugar Center in Georgia and the Central Reference Laboratory in Kazakhstan are the primary targets, but more recent disinformation efforts have targeted laboratories in Ukraine. Through these different disinformation campaigns, Russia falls falsely claims the United States is developing biological weapons in laboratories in these countries, as well as killing local populations with purposeful release of biological agents. That is why White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Moscow's talk today about these biolabs has led to concern uh, by U.S. intelligence that Russia could use chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine to create a false flag operation using them. So there you go. Good explainer on what's going on there on that false flag operation. And so this is all going down. Here's some other things that you need to know about Ukraine uh, before we move on. There's um, v Vice President Kamala Harris uh, is in Poland now uh, having talks uh, with their leadership saying that they are America and Poland are unified despite that recent public back and forth you may have saw about sending fighter jets to Ukraine. 
there was some public disagreement there. Poland seemed like they were kind of speaking out loud when they should have been maybe emailing uh, American uh, <laughs> officials. Uh, but some other developments, Russia has rejected Ukraine's neutrality proposal. And the talks that we've been reporting on, we've mentioned them a few times, um, these high-level talks between Russia and Ukraine have apparently yielded no, progre no progress, quote-unquote. And um, George Thomas also, by the way, we, we played you that report a moment ago. He also has uh, some just fascinating images coming from Ukraine where he's showing civilians getting weapons training. And it's really stunning when you look at it, Trey, because not only do you see young men, which you'd kind of expect, right? But you see middle-aged men as well. Like just there's a whole bunch of age groups there of people that are going in just kind of showing that it's it's every man. It's it's kind of all hands on deck sort of a situation there and um, the, of people that are preparing to fight. And also they're still getting this influx of people coming in from uh, outside Ukraine's borders and you know, they were turning them away for quite some time because they just didn't have enough weapons for them. You, know, you got to stop coming, guys. We, we, we don't we don't have a gun to give you. You're just going to be here with no weapon. Um, but a former Canadian soldier who's known as one of the world's deadliest snipers, he arrived in Ukraine earlier in March here, about 10 days ago or so, to help defend the nation from Russia. He said, I want to help them. It's as simple as that. Um, he said, I have to help because there are, only, there are people here being bombarded just because they want to be European and not Russian. And so mm. that man kind of just only went by Wali uh, to protect his identity and his family's safety for obvious reasons there. But so you have that going on. Also, another big news item here is that devastating bombing of a hospital in Maripol. And, and Russia has, they initially denied it. A Kremlin spokesperson, uh, Dmitry Peskov, said immediately after that, oh, Russian forces don't, don't fire on civilian targets. He said that yesterday, but then today... He said the Kremlin would look into the incident, and this is what he said. Same guy. We will definitely ask our military because you and I don't have clear information about what's happened there, and the military are very likely to provide some information. I mean, what? it's just a bizarre way to frame Like, what is it, some sort of request? Like, aren't you guys in right. charge of the military? Can't you demand something here? Um, so it's obviously not very trustworthy information coming from Russia. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, but And... Clearly, very clearly, when you see it, CBN's George Thomas, as I said, is there, and he posted images of the devastation. I mean, we saw, Trey, you saw those as well. Pregnant civilians being carried off on stretchers, all bloodied up, and the, and the massive crater in the ground. I mean, that's kind of evident. We don't fire on civilians, and there's a giant crater in the ground and a blown-up hospital and cars right. all around it. And so if you're not bombing it, guys, who is? Are we to believe that Ukraine bombed their own hospital? Just to say that you guys did, I mean, I don't, doesn't, doesn't really pass the smell test, but obviously a lot to pray about here in Ukraine and with all of the things going on, it just doesn't appear to be letting up anytime soon, Trey. Yeah. And, you know, things are already unclear when they're, when you're in the fog of war, right? So Russia is certainly capitalizing off that, it seems. Yeah. Uh, and, and being as confusing as they possibly can be. <laughs> right. Um, and particularly even really restrictive with what's going on in Russia, uh, where they've, you know, 
reportedly banned Twitter and Facebook. You can't access social media sites. Uh, they're pumping their propaganda machines full of this line that Putin is the is the good guy, uh, and he's fighting the neo Nazis and uh, you know the this revival of of Hitler esque thinking in 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 uh, Ukraine, uh, and you know they're actually fighting back. You know all these bad forces, um, and we. Did, had a story, it's on faithwire.com right now, of uh, the f- now former editor-in-chief of RT Russia Today uh, saying that, it unfortunately, so many Russians are buying it because, yeah. you know, where else are they going to get information? Uh, all of their propaganda news outlets are pumping that in. Uh, they're banned from ac- uh, accessing other social sites. Uh, but she did say, interestingly, that um, the U.S. companies leaving Russia are cluing some Russians into what's going on. You know, McDonald's and Starbucks and Netflix pulling out. They're saying, well, if we're the good guys, why are all of these companies abandoning us? That is interesting. That Um, is interesting because a lot of people mock that and they say like, oh, well, oh, great. They can't get their Big Macs now. But I think we underestimate, to your pointer about this, they're just kind of, they go along with the, the, you know, they're being fed this this sugar and they just take it. You know, oh, here's a spoonful of, uh, you know, information and I'm just, just they're just so used to getting it. I think we underestimate exactly. how much they really don't know. I mean, to us, this stuff looks ridiculous. Like nobody would. Yeah. We just don't believe. We don't believe it. I mean, we don't believe anything the media says, right? But yeah. or the government says. But still, like it, it just looks ridiculous. Like when we see North Korea, but you just don't realize that when you are not fed the right info, when you're just everything's censored, everything's propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of people are going to just go along with it, and I think we underestimate that. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to point out, too, that, I mean, I'm so grateful that George is uh, on the ground in Ukraine doing the reporting that he's doing. And Mm. so much of the videos and pictures he's getting, we're uploading to our CBN News YouTube channel. Um, He also, though, posts uh, other stuff, uh, you know, just on the ground, what's going on on his own personal Instagram, mostly, which is George Thomas reporting, I think. And uh, he's posted so many different pictures and videos that to me are just surreal. Like I saw he did a side-by-side of this woman who was a month ago getting maternity pictures with her husband who was pregnant. Um, and now uh, she's obviously is still pregnant and now, you know, but she is, is covered in dirt and she's trying to make uh, to, you know, make a path somewhere to get, you know, to get to safety as, as Russia is, is just bombing these cities. And it's, it's just crazy to think how quickly their reality has changed uh, and the uncertainty that plagues them every day. Like they don't know what their next hour is going to look like. So um, it's just a good reminder, uh, these videos and pictures that George is giving us um, to be prayerful for these people in Ukraine, because uh, you know, we haven't had to know uncertainty uh, like, like they do uh, right now. So certainly a, a lot to pray for. For sure. Indeed. So, all right, story number two. So uh, just this week, the Florida State Senate passed uh, the bill, which is called the Parents' Rights and Education Bill. Uh, But you'd be hard-pressed to find that name in any (laughs) headlines in the media, as uh, Dan talked about the other day. (laughs) It's all the don't say gay bill, uh, which... It's just not true at all. There's nothing, but the people are buying into that. I mean, yeah. there are so many people on TikTok. Speaking of on, mis- we're talking about Russian misinformation here, yes. Trey. I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I mean, it's just it's kind of. This is I didn't even think of that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, so many people on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter are posting these videos literally of them saying the word gay. Like they're, I guess, owning the lawmakers in Florida <laughs> because 
they have bought this lie right. that it doesn't say that gay is going to be outlawed in public schools right. in Florida. Right. Uh, which is, uh, of course, not at all uh, what's in the bill. So I'll just, before we get into the story about Disney's response, uh, I want to say what the bill actually is. Uh, So the Parental Rights and Education Bill was a piece of legislation that, if signed by DeSantis, which he's expected to do so, uh, would prohibit classroom instruction on, quote, sexual orientation or gender identity from pre-K through third grade. It could then be addressed at older ages. It doesn't mean that you can't have conversations about LGBTQ stuff. It's just saying that teachers cannot teach curriculum on gender identity and sexual orientation uh, in their capacity as teachers. Seems pretty clear to me, but um, uh, nevertheless, the media has completely and and LGBTQ critics have completely manipulated the wording here and and, uh, made up something that really does not actually exist. Um, So we talked earlier this week about Bob Chapek. He's the CEO of uh, the Walt Disney Company. Initially, he sought to strike a balance after it was revealed that Disney had donated uh, some $200,000 to Republican politicians. Those politicians happened to be the sponsors and co-sponsors of this bill. Uh, So Disney started taking uh, some flack from LGBTQ um, employees, but also uh, advocacy organizations. So in a statement earlier this week, uh, like we talked about the other day, uh, Chapek extended his support to the LGBT community uh, while not taking an outwardly political stance on the bill. Uh, He said in an internal memo at the time that corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds. Instead, they're often weaponized by one side or the other to further divide and inflame. Simply put, they can be counterproductive and undermine more effective ways to achieve change. That, though, uh, did not sit well uh, with many uh, advocates for LGBTQ uh, rights or whatever. So Abigail Disney, this is interesting, the great niece of the Walt Disney uh, of Walt Disney uh, and a longtime critic of the Walt Disney Company. She wildly this was wild to me. Uh, She really mischaracterized uh, the parental rights legislation as, quote, an attempt to establish an America that would brutalize and eradicate so many of its own citizens. Uh, She uh, further rebuked Chapek for not vehemently condemning the Florida bill. Uh, She said the time for neutrality uh, is long over. What is Disney for? Is it for pretending what America is about? Or is it for defending a vision for a world in which fantasy, love, kindness, decency, and loyalty are bedrock values? Uh, She said that Chapek is the wrong leadership uh, at this time. Uh, so after pressure from not just her, but uh, you know a lot of LGBTQ organizations, Chapek kind of backed away from his apolitical stance. Uh, and on a call yesterday with shareholders, uh, he said that the company's top brass was opposed to the bill from the outset, uh, but rather than speaking publicly, chose to work behind the scenes to address their concerns with lawmakers. Here's what he reportedly said. Uh, we are hopeful that our longstanding relationships, or we were hopeful that our longstanding relationships with those lawmakers could lead to a better outcome. Unfortunately, ultimately, we were unsuccessful. I called Governor DeSantis this morning to express our disappointment and concern that if the legislation becomes law, it could unfairly be used to target gay, lesbian, non-binary, and transgender kids and families. The governor heard our concerns and agreed to meet with me and LGBTQ plus members of our senior team in Florida to discuss ways to address them. Uh, Chapek also reportedly committed to signing a statement opposing any similar legislation in any state around the country. Uh, He said, I understand our original approach, no matter how well intended, didn't quite get the job done. 
interestingly, though, uh, Dan, DeSantis issued a statement Wednesday that seemingly contradicted what Chapek told shareholders. The governor said that his call Wednesday with the Disney CEO marked the first time his office had heard from anyone from the mm. Walt Disney Company regarding this legislation. Uh, and DeSantis, of course, is standing his ground in support of the bill. Uh, this is the part of the statement from DeSantis's office. Uh, Governor DeSantis has always been open to hearing from Florid- Floridians and having conversations about legislation, as long as those discussions are grounded in facts, not false media narratives. Anyone who has questions or concerns about the parental rights and education bill is encouraged to read the bill, which is only five pages, by the way. Yeah, uh, not hard to read. The dis- yeah, not hard. Uh, rather than the, the, the distorted coverage in the mainstream media, which regurgitates false partisan talking points. Uh, then he said, Disney is a family-friendly friendly company that creates wholesome entertainment for kids. This is DeSantis. Uh, the same Florida parents who take their families to Disney also support parental rights and education because they don't want their young children exposed to inappropriate content about sex and gender theory at school. Uh, so DeSantis is expected to sign the bill soon. I think it's it's just disappointing Dan, uh, when a company like Disney, they don't need, you know, what is, what precedent does this set? We have to make a comment on every single possible thing that comes, <laughs> that comes up uh, politically. Uh, so, you know, I think he had the right, Chapek had the right idea initially uh, when he wanted to remain apolitical, said we don't need to make a statement on this. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, the loud minority of people on Twitter uh, were enough to get him to uh, kind of re- reverse course and condemn the bill and even supposedly pledged to to sign a petition to never support any such legislation in any other state uh, in the future, which I don't even know what that would like. What does that mean? Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of disappointing to see that companies are willing to be bullied into a corner on these things. Yeah. And then even when you, and then the other interesting thing is even when you do, then they, they don't accept it's it. I mean, they, enough. yeah, I mean, they, they, Pledged to donate five million dollars, and then the human rights campaign rejects it. I mean, what? what yeah. And I don't understand. Like, what? I mean, Disney's not, you know, the president of the United States, like what, or the governor of the state. Like, what is Disney supposed? Yeah. What, what meaningful action can Disney take other than make some movies? Well, you know, you know to me, it's like, I, sorry, I just, it's like the cancel culture stuff, right? If it's like they smell blood, if you. Uh, if you're canceled and then you kind of agree and say, you're right, you're right. I shouldn't have done this. I apologize. And it's like, Oh, we've got him. So now we can get him to do more. Like you'll just keep pushing him further and further and further. And it seems like that's what these companies don't realize. It's like, if you give them a little bit, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. It's like giving the terrorists like the ransom. Like, why would you, you know, why would you do it? You're just going to encourage more kidnappings and hostage situations because you, they're like, Oh, this is great. We got, Five million dollars. We can. We, they just gave that right out of the shoot. All right, let's go. Let's see what we can get. Let's try to get more. Um, it's yeah. It's it's a really not a good trend that we've fallen into here, where the the mob people seem to care about the Twitter mob more uh, than they do anything else. Like it's it's it always used to be a thing that you know kind of was there, but you laugh at. You know, if you're of if you're a viral trend for a day, you might be uncomfortable, but it's just Twitter. I mean, it's, it just moves right. on, you know, it's very rarely does it actually really do anything. Um, but people that live on Twitter and stay on it all day, they really feel that. And it, it, it does feel like real life to them, but yeah. most of America it's not. So it's, it's a not, I mean, you don't want to live in, in the mob rule mentality. It's not a pleasant thing. 
You see, that's what I find so interesting too about this, Dan, is it seems often that it's a self-inflicted PR wound. I mean, because yeah. nobody would nobody would know about this controversy nope. had Disney just decided to not just say not say anything. anything. Nobody would know other than LGBTQIA LMNOP plus <laughs> activists. I mean, I can't keep right. up with the acronym anymore, but it, it's a uh, but it would die down and it would you know go away. Yeah, uh, but because Completely. they. Because they spoke out, they keep the cycle alive. It's just like uh, with Target uh, when they took down Abigail Schreier's book about transgender, uh, the craze of, of transgender young girls. Uh, so one, per literally one person on Twitter commented on it, and that was enough from Target for Target to remove it off of their .com store completely. Uh, and then they they ended up reinstating it. But just one Twitter user, and I just think these companies, if they would just ignore these loud minorities just long enough, mm -hmm. it would go away. Yep. Yep. And, and that's why I say very rarely does it matter. I mean, because occasionally one of these things or if you really did mess up, you know, you, right. could, you could get some actual real momentum. Sure. But it's it's rare. It's rare that that actually happens. So um, the, the better reaction is to just not overreact to a bunch of mostly nameless egg accounts on Twitter. I mean, what? what <laughs> exactly. well, why? It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But, um, you know, but interesting that that bill has passed for sure. And that that leads me into, Trey, this uh, third story here that I wanted to uh, mention, which is uh, a lot of people are finding it disturbing. And it's a viral video that Daily Wire's Matt Walsh shared, uh, which is said to have been part of the Amazon Prime documentary Mayor Pete, which came out in October of 2021. I I haven't seen it, so I'm going to uh, take the Internet's word for it. That that's what's for No, I'm not up on my... Nope, I did not uh, spend any time <laughs> watching the Mayor Pete documentary. Um, but the video went viral, and as I said, it caused some people to be disturbed. But the uh, the interesting thing is there's this split, Trey, of just sort of like 50-50, where one side of the country sees this as, you know, imperative and, and humanitarian and loving and affirming, whereas the other side sees it as child abuse. So uh, li listen to this. This is the... Um, and that's in general in, the, in this movement that I'm talking. Listen to this clip here that's gone viral. This is um, Pete Buttigieg's husband... Chastin at a gay pride camp. And here's the new Pledge of Allegiance that he recites. All right. I pledge my heart, I pledge my heart to the rainbow, to the, rainbow the not so typical gay camp, one camp, full of pride, full of pride indivisible, indivisible, with affirmation and equal rights for all. With affirmation and equal rights for all. Watch your heads. And then he waves the flag around and they all cheered. So um, the, so the new Pledge of Allegiance there designed for this camp. First of all, as Christians, guys, I mean, I just think anything where you're celebrating pride, should red flag. You know, I mean, yeah, um, you know, take pride in your, you know, in the work you do is maybe the only acceptable thing for pride. Even that is debatable, but um <laughs> But from a Christian perspective, you know, having pride and, and haughtiness and just, I am wonderful and all this stuff is just not really the mindset you want to have. You want to have humility and, and um, you know, things of that nature is, is kind of more the Christian walk. But uh, the reason I bring up this clip, Trey, is because that was at a apparently safe schools, Iowa safe schools pride camp. And their mission is to, quote, provide a safe and affirming place for LGBTQ and allied youth ages 14 to 18. 
and um, and get into activism and all that. And so when you see this, you know, quote unquote, don't say gay bill, uh, which is, you know, false narrative. But when that passes and everyone's up in arm about it, it's it's really mind blowing to me, this hypersexualization of kids. Like, why are we as a society, you know, moving into a place now where it's acceptable to start this early, early conversation in places like public schools on sex and gender. What, what, that, that's just something that we used to all agree. Hey, that's that's for the parents to deal with. And, you know, maybe when the kids are older and they're later teens, you know, in high school or whatever, you can do some sex education, which I don't even agree with that. But it's at least a, a, a at least it's a more solid argument. But for younger kids, it's always been assumed. No, no, let's just stay away. The third rail, stay away from that. Now that push seems to be get them younger and younger. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I can't help but think whenever I hear these types of stories, just how opposite uh, it, it, it really is the inverse of everything that yeah. we're taught as Christians. Yep. Uh, you know, scripture says that love is laying your life down for a friend uh, to the secular world. Love is self-love, and and how much do you appreciate right. yourself and pamper yourself? And, you know, the scripture says our heart is deceitful above all things. Uh, the secular world says well, your feelings are king. Whatever yeah. you're thinking, whatever you're wanting to do, follow whatever your you heart. desire, follow, follow that and do that. Uh, he says the, the scripture says that the Lord orders our steps, but what does the secular world say? We chart our own course. We are the authors of our destiny. <laughs> Um, so, and then he talks about, we need to know God's word, uh, you know, but to the secular world, it's, well, you know, know what you're feeling, know what you think. And, uh, you know, if, if your heart is leading you to go down this direction, go down that direction. But as Christians, we know that we are able to deceive ourselves better than anybody else. Uh, so we have to rely on scripture. We have to rely on God and on Christian community. So I think, you know, we need to be careful, uh, particularly parents, I would imagine, need to be careful uh, with what they're exposing their kids yeah. to uh, because the world is telling them all of these really enticing messages and they're putting a pretty bow on it by making it sound really good. Um, but, you know, don't be deceived. It's the complete inverse of what we're taught as believers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I uh, couldn't agree more with that. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that story up was parents, be aware, be aware of some of the things that are being pushed right now. And these yeah. ideologies that are not just things that are off to the side or in some radical, you know, camp like this. They're they're trying to push these things at your kids' school. So definitely be alert. So, all right. That is all the time we have for this episode of the podcast. As always, you can head on over to CBNNews.com and FaithWire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs>